I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. My dudes, uh, we got a we got a sick lineup today for the show. Um, I just want to say beforehand that the majority of the stuff we're going to be talking about today is coming straight from our Discord. Sweet. Uh, we got a lot of cool folks over on our Discord. If you want to join the conversation over there, you can. I mean, you can even help produce the podcast by giving us feel good Friday content. Uh, <laughs> the link is in the show notes. Don't sneeze. Don't don't do that when I'm, I'm plugging the Discord. Thanks. Um, and, uh, yeah, really excited to get into it. But before we do, I got two announcements. Number one, guys, I was on another podcast. I just started listening to it. It's really good. Bad Dad, Rad Dad. It's really good. Brand new podcast. Two friends that I just recently made. They live out in Edmonton. They started a movie review podcast. Such an oversaturated, uh, podcast lane that they decided to dive into. (laughs) But I gotta say, they're really fucking nailing it. It is a show. It's a podcast, um... All about movies, but Kylie and Elliot, the two hosts, they have uh, they have uh, you know a sordid history with their fathers, and um, so the idea of the show is they watch five movies a week together. Um, it's always a mystery. That's a lot. So it is. I mean, so the, the funny thing is they've been doing this for years anyway, um, but they mm-hmm. decided why don't we make a podcast out of it? So they have this thing called Mystery Movie Nights, and uh, Kylie will pick a movie without Elliot knowing what it is. The next movie, Elliot will choose a movie. Kylie doesn't know what it is. And they don't know until the movie starts and the opening credits come. Mm. And, um, you know, they review the podcast. They On the podcast, they review the five movies that they watched that week. And then they try to figure out, uh, they nominate a bad dad of the week and a rad dad of the week. And yeah. the, the, the bad dad is like a dad that you just, you would never want to have. Um, and the rad dad is like, who, who out of the characters of the movies we watch would we love to have the, be our dad? The thing that I love about it too is it, it doesn't have to be a dad in the movie. No. It's just dad energy. It's right. So they, their, their whole tagline is dad is not a gender. Dad is a, an energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I love that. Yeah. Totally, and, uh, totally agree. So I love that for them. So they asked me to actually, I asked them if I could be on the show because <laughs> I love it so much. And uh, they graciously allowed me to be a guest and we watched five movies and uh, we reviewed them all. The episode dropped uh, yesterday. So you can listen to it now anywhere you find podcasts, Bad Dad, Rad Dad, please go take a listen. I mean, not even just to my episode, but to all of them. They're really fun. And um, if you're a movie lover, you'll really love it. And if you're not a movie lover, it will make you love movies. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to go into it, but I, I basically helped make the movies a secret for you. You did, yeah. And Which we talked about in the episode. In, in that very small piece of insight into their podcast, I was like, one, these people fucking love movies yeah they do these people love they're love my they're movies. my people yeah and and two just hearing them talk about movies made me love those movies yeah too. yeah so, yeah totally recommend jerry it. you know so, i always wanted to start a start a, a movie podcast dude oh you know what just, man? It, it, it is so oversaturated but but it's, it's so like, I, we should just do it for fun i know right because i'm more so just want to do it to talk movies like i'm not even guys, it's not, it's, guys it's I, not, I mean i don't want to do it with you brian so like yeah, no, yeah, I was gonna just, say, just you and me. Let, let me be a part of it, but sh- teach me how to love movies. <laughs> teach me how to love movies. That's yeah, there. That's, that's the that's the that's a good that's, angle. That is it the could angle. Be like, uh, can you the teach Reply someone to love movies? The scaredy cat. Uh, I think one, you can. Uh, I think you can. Uh, where yeah, like I, I feel like I man, I want to love movies. I really, I started watching Severance, you guys, and television. What do you show. think? I really what you, like. Uh, what do you think? I just love. I love Ben Stiller's work, and I love like I love the art direction of it. Yeah, it's I'm so only, weird. Only watched the first episode. You know what, so. Bri? Whenever I watch the intro to Severance, I I think, oh, Bri would really appreciate this animation. 
it has uh it it has Walter Mitty vibes too, obviously. Yeah, it does, yeah. Um, um yeah, Ben Stiller, but so yeah, Bad Dad, Rad Dad, go check it out. Um they drop episodes once a week every Thursday. They're great and please support them because uh, they're just starting out and of course, if we know anything about starting a podcast, it's uh, you know, the the early days are always such a, a trudge, and so it's it's a it would be great to give them some support. And and again, I, like selfishly, uh, listen for to listen to me on there, but but also it I fucking love the show. So like I, I really do think it's a, a great podcast. Otherwise, I wouldn't have asked them to be on it. Um, and then my second announcement is this: really sad news coming out of Halifax uh, this week. There were two young gentlemen that were swept up into the ocean at Peggy's Cove. Peggy's Cove, if you're not familiar, is a, uh, a pretty big tourist destination here. Very beautiful uh, part of the coast uh, just outside of Halifax. Um, kind of an iconic Nova Scotia visiting spot for people from out of town. But, and you know, there's a lot of signs out there. And the signs very explicitly state, do not go on a certain portion of the rocks. If the rocks are, you know, a darker color, don't stand there because it's very likely that you could slip or be, you know, or a wave could hit you and be pulled out into the ocean. And unfortunately, uh, this, this is exactly what happened to a couple of these young men. And one of them died uh, in the water. And uh, the other one, I, I still don't know exactly what's going on, but they're in critical condition. They might not make it. So I know mm-hmm. that a lot of our listeners, um, outside of Nova Scotia, you know, I know a lot of people are like planning to come out this way and, and everybody that comes to Nova Scotia, if they've never been here, always somehow find themselves at Peggy's Cove because everyone recommends it. So if you're coming out this way and you're going to go check out that very beautiful piece of, of, uh, of land, uh, please, please, please fucking abide those signs. Do not mm. go on the rocks that you shouldn't be going on to because it's a, it's a fucking travesty what happened this week. And, mm-hmm. and I wonder and also, how many it, people like, I wonder how many, I, I feel it, like somebody dies every year. It happens. So it happens the, a lot. The last one was yeah. 2016. And, but the year before that in 2015, it happened as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh yeah, it happens yeah. More, way more, far more than it should. Yeah. Especially given the fact that there's so much signage and people constantly warning people to not yeah. do that. So. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you really got to respect the ocean uh, because the, the ocean's not going to respect you. And, uh, and that, that part of the, of the province, um, that little coast there is mm. very, uh, very beautiful, but extraordinarily dangerous. If you're, if you're, you know, take well, one we, sl- small step. Uh, we one, chatted one about, step. about that the other day, about how, if you're not from, <clears throat> if you're not from the coast, it can be hard to appreciate how yes. erratic yeah. the uh, the waves can be. Like you can be looking at, you can be looking at the water hitting the rocks and go, "Oh, it's uh, it's pretty calm, and the water's not 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 uh, ripping up high on the rocks." And uh, and then and then two seconds later, you know that that water can can go a hundred feet in the air and. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, and, yeah. and drench the rocks and, and, and swipe swipe somebody right out. And yeah. if That's you're not, part if of you're like not used the, to that, then it's hard to it's hard to understand how serious those signs are. Yeah. And all that is to say is come to Nova Scotia, like come here and visit the province. It's it's beautiful, and yeah. go there and watch those waves. But just and buy real estate from and and push <laughs> and push push the real estate higher and higher. Because uh, I'm no, a property owner, don't so you're stay. doing me a favor. <laughs> don't stay. Just come and visit. Um, so, uh, like I said earlier, a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today's episode is coming from our lovely uh, Discord community. Uh, this one's coming from Jill on Discord. Um, this is a wild title. Okay. Uh, the title of this article, Time Jump, scientists say they can reverse aging of skin cells by 30 years. Oh, shit. This is some David Sinclair shit. I'm just saying, how do you guys think I look so young? <laughs> yeah. I know all about this. All that adrenochrome. Brian's um, been, you, Benjamin <laughs> Button in this motherfucker since Dude, Brian, if, if, you do, if you took on this technique that, they, that I'm about to read about, you would look like you just can't. You would look like Taylor's newborn baby. <laughs> <laughs> And her skin is so soft. Um, it is, but she's uh, got ac- she's got acne right now because yeah. uh, because they Backney. get like a baby they acne. get a uh, they get a, a, a an est- there's like an estrogen withdrawal uh, <laughs> creates creates a like she looks like she's a thirteen year old baby needs acne. Accutane. 
Um, oh, for real. So yeah. UK scientists say they have developed a new technique capable of rewinding the aging of skin cells by about 30 years. So think about that. I'm 34. Taylor, you're 31. 31, yep. And Briar, 32. 32 turning 33. Yeah. So if we did this, we would, I would look for. I would look like a, <laughs> like I would look like a giant four year old Taylor. You'd look like a giant one year old, and Brian, you'd look like a giant three year old to be. Um, uh, published in the Journal of E Life, researchers from the Babraham uh, Institute's Epigenetics Research Program say in a news release that they partly restored the function of older cells without losing their specialized function. These partially rejuvenated cells also showed signs of behaving more like youthful cells. While still in its early stages, they say the research, if replicated in other cell types, could have implications for regenerative medicine and create cells that are better at healing wounds. That's fucking wild. Uh, quote, our, our results represent a big step forward in our understanding of cell reprogramming. Uh, postdoctoral researcher Diljeet Gill who conducted the work as a PhD student, said in a statement, quote, we have proved that cells can be rejuvenated without losing their function, and that rejuvenation looks to restore some function to old cells. The fact that we also saw a reverse of aging indicators uh, in genes associated with diseases is particularly promising for the future of this work. Is this, is this guy, like, this is cool. Like, yeah. on the surface, yeah. this is cool. Is this scary as fuck? in the in this sort of idea that this technology down the road could lead to humans living forever? No, I don't think so. I think this would I think this would more so have an application for like I'm I again, total speculation and like bro science here, but I feel like this could have implications on like reducing skin cancer. You know, like for sure, like yeah. turning skin, like basically making skin cancer. But that is null what's and going void. to push. That is what's going to push. I mean, but it won't push us to live forever. No, not forever. So, but it's going to drastically so, push up life expectancy because it's like yeah. if you live to be a certain age, it's like there's like a seventy five percent chance that you'll get cancer or or mm -hmm, higher. Yeah. It's it's yeah, insane. I, I want to clarify, like so. What I mean, and like, obviously I'm taking, I'm not, this isn't just like one, like, you know, one generation down the road. I'm saying like five or 10 generations down the road. Does this mean that like we can reverse the age of skin cells? What if we could reverse the age of, you know, insert other cell, insert other yeah. cell, insert other cell to the point where we're reducing the age and function of function. all of the cells? In the body where at that point, it's just like every 30 years, you just go in and get this like injection or like, well, yeah. you know, it's this like type that of concept that, that makes you not age. It's like that concept yeah. that we talked about with, um, <clears throat> with Keith about, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like, it was the, the idea that if you can, <clears throat> if you can introduce a technology or a technique or something that, that, that allows you to push your life expectancy out by a certain amount then that almost guarantees that within that time that you've now gained, more technology will be <clears throat> uh, created and invented yeah. to further push out your life expectancy, which then makes it more likely that in that extra, in that extra, extra time, then something else will be invented and so on and so forth until life expectancy is pushed out to like an indefinite period yeah. of time because you're, you're, you're like stockpiling uh, life-saving techniques over yeah. and over, you know, like remember when we were, yeah. when, when I texted you guys the other day and I was like, I, 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 I think about numbers all the time, but I just saw this thing and I had to do the math on it cause it's fucking crazy. But if I just saw this thing that if, um, if you were to make $10,000 a day every day for the past 5,000 years, you would have 15% of Elon Musk's net worth. And it's like yeah, you just so end up crazy. you just end up having so much that you can never get rid of it. Yeah, and I mean that percentage could change depending on if he buys Twitter or not. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, it's I mean it's crazy. So I I want to ask you guys like imagine the world where like let's get into a bit of a philosophical question. Um, imagine the world where you could live forever. So there's this like readily available treatment 
where you could go every 30 years and not just reduce or revert the age of your skin cells, but revert all the cell the all the ages of all all the cells in your body to the point where every 30 years you do this treatment and you never age beyond you know your chosen 40. date. Yeah, right. Um do people then what would be your age? What would be your age? To live at for Yeah, yeah. That that you would go, I don't want to get past this. I think like I feel like sort of like the age I am now, like around 32. Maybe like mid thirties, somewhere between mid twenties to mid thirties. Sorry, okay. what? What do you mean? If you could live like, at a certain age forever, oh, like like wow. like, like Brian saying you could like go in for this treatment and like revert yourself back a certain amount, and like so really you'd never really like get outside of the age. I mean, your age is going to be the same, but you're you're physiologically you don't really ever leave the stage of like your thirty six year old body. Yeah. Like, I what, mean, as what, long what what would be your age? As long as my as long as my mind can continue to mature, because I'm you know I'm fucking infinitely smarter at 31 than I was at 27. But like 27, I think was probably an optimal health age. Right, but yeah. but if this treatment also reverts your your uh, your cognitive function, so you become you become oh. uh, like when you take the pill and you go back to twenty five, like in term in your body, you're also twenty five in your fucking dumb head. Yeah. So like right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, then that's harder because then, then it's now. It's wherever you are now because I can't no, no, no. I'm, because I don't ever look back and go, I'm dumber now than I was before. Yeah. No. See, it's okay, severance. So, it's severance, but you go back to like 25 and you still remember everything up to 25. Yeah. But every time you live that yeah. like Groundhog Day, I, I think I would. I think I would choose 36. I'm not there yet, but right now, right now, I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. And I do know. I do know that like with like. There, I've heard a lot of like I've heard a lot of men specifically say like they've felt more at their prime in their late thirties than they than they had in their like twenties, and so I feel like I, and I really like I like the way physiologically I like the way my body is like feeling right now and um like I like you know I I like uh, just the constitution of my body and like all those things so I feel like thirty six would be and like and also I I kind of like the little gray hairs that I have like. I don't have a lot, but there's there's a little Dude, in there. And you it's know what? Cool. Distinguished. Uh, mm-hmm. There there are some guy there are some guys that I ride that I ride with. Like some of the guys that are that that hold it down the hardest are like 40 40-ish. Like they've just they've been yeah. doing it. They've been building their cardiovascular, their endurance system for so long that yeah. they are like yeah. they are at 40. And you see this with a lot of um like Ironman athletes. Yeah, that yeah, are yeah. that that are in their like upper thirties, early forties that are just yeah. killing it, and they're yeah. just so yeah, fucking yeah. fit. But but what, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, con- yeah. the context that's not that's that's missing. Yeah, they're strong. <laughs> yeah, these men are strong men. Yeah, it, within the context of what you've uh, the, the boundaries that you've set this, which is that your intellect also reverts if you go back. Then yeah, that, I, that, I, I that, that just to be stupid, but that makes but, but it very I, hard because then, yeah, then, yeah. then you've got to think about like, at what point do I 36, think dude, 36. I will become completely stubborn to new ideas? Yeah. And boomer like, age. You just don't like, want to become a boomer. <laughs> like that's the, that's the time yeah. because then if yeah. you're not going to progress intellectually, then that's where you've got to be. Cause I, I mean, think I'd rather I, be intellectual than, than yeah, physically. When, I, when I turned 37, I'm fucking stuck. Like that's it. I'm not. I'm not changing my mind on a fucking thing. But up yeah. to 36, I feel like you know I'm I'm pretty malleable and I'll yeah. I'll kind of like I'll I'll bend. But 37, I'm a, I'm rigid as shit. Okay. 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 But so imagine like because I really like so what we're talking about your with your cognitive um sort of your memory reverting to that is less realistic than the than I yeah, think of the real possibility this whole of fucking like, thing is stupid but, <laughs> but I think I think <laughs> no the, man dude the, David Sinclair got, like if you, like this is shit that David Sinclair no, has been talking about for no, years no it is true it is true I know, but I know. What, I, what I want to actually say is so I think one of the great philosophical questions at the time is like is like how do we die then right like so like you're able to keep your body alive by continuing to go in and like have this treatment you get hit by a car so so is so is that it? Is yeah, yeah it, trauma. Is that trauma it? Is how we you just die. we just sort of like you're like now blunt force trauma. Now you'll only die by being in some type of accident, yep. or that's it. Or do we eventually get to a point where there's opt in death, like a medical assistance in dying process for somebody who's like, I'm just done. Like, like I'm oh yeah, the- oh yeah, oh dude, that would be it. 
that would be that would definitely be a thing if we could live forever there would definitely be a thing where it's like hey if you're done we get it yeah, yeah so if you were so if you like what would your age be then that oh. to to be like i'm done opt into being done oh like like my actual age yes yeah well that's that's in, that's so individual because mm. like well, that's I, what i'm asking you I, guys. I, I Two, about, 200 i like i'm, I'm 200 i'm do, i'm good i'm good I, i'm fucking I, good i i feel like even though I don't have that, like, I want to live forever because I feel like, because we had this conversation the other day, you know, death provides meaning to life. Yeah. But, you know, if I, if, 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 I, if, if we did live forever, I'd be like, well, I can do that. I can live forever because yeah. I can, I'm infinitely yeah. curious. I could fill that space. I, but there are tons of people that do not feel like they can fill yeah. that space. I, I was, I was about to say that I would, I would, I would, I would tap out the day that the Leafs win the cup. But then I realized <laughs> that I would never be able to die. Like, yeah. because that day literally, literally will never <laughs> yeah. happen. So, so yeah, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think 10,000 for me, like around 10,000. Ew, fucking fuck. <laughs> How do you even wrap your head around that? Idea? Yeah, I, I mean, no you'd, idea, like, you'd have to go like, all right, I'm going to take like a cryo nap for like 700 years. But like, it feels like it's still forever to me, but also that it, is forever. It, dude, but it feels timeline. like there's still a, a finite number of years. That, Jesus. Yeah, I uh, don't know. The article goes on to say the researchers say one of the most important tools in regenerative biology is the ability to create induced stem cells, which involves erasing some of the markers that make a cell specialized. Rather than entirely erasing the identity of cells in their study, however, the researchers used a new method called maturation phase transient reprogramming based on a Nobel Prize winning technique to make stem cells. Of course. The new method halts reprogramming partway through, allowing the scientists to make the cells biologically younger while still allowing them to regain their specialized function. In this case, further analysis showed the cells regained markers characteristic of skin cells or fibroblasts and produced more collagen proteins used to provide structure to tissue or help heal wounds than cells, did, than cells that did not undergo the reprogramming process. The oh. scientists then tested the rejuvenated cells by creating an artificial cut in a layer of cells in a dish. The experiment found that treated fibroblasts moved into the gap faster than old cells. Not only did the reprogrammed cells, quote, time jump by 30 years, the researchers say the method has also had an effect on other genes linked to age-related diseases, such as Alzheimer's and cataracts. Quote, the work has very exciting implications, said Professor Wolf Reich, who led the research. Quote, eventually we may be able to identify genes that rejuvenate, with, rejuvenate without reprogramming and specifically target those to reduce the effects of aging. This approach holds promise for valuable discoveries that could open up amazing therapeutic horizon, uh, an amazing therapeutic horizon. Yeah, yeah, like living forever. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, it's the beginning I, I, of that. Like, I, I, not, I to, not, to is, yeah. the, not to beat the, the horse of David Sinclair to death, but he... he, he uh, I've heard him talk a lot about the 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 ability that we have now to treat um, to treat uh, like de degenerative eyes, like you know, just yeah, how your yeah. your eyes just get worse over time. I mean, you know, well, everything in your body gets worse over time, but your eyes are something that you can notice a little bit more. You um, can see, yeah, you can you can see it happen, <laughs> um, and that they can they can basically make your eyes younger, uh, and that's not a hard thing to do. And that it is really that technology that they use in mm. that treatment that they want to expand into other parts of the body. Jared, do you think Tay's a, a closet foreverist? Because it, like the way that he talks about David Sinclair, it's like yeah. he's been like yeah. really drinking like drinking the juice, drinking the juice. Yeah, um, well, because it's it's not living forever. It's it's like it's the health span versus lifespan thing. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's, uh, it's honestly it's, like it's I could, I would I would I would love for I would love for I'd be totally fine with lifespan not changing a, a day from where it is now on average, but health span going like yeah. pushing pushing towards that. But one uh, can't one can't happen without the other. Like they're yeah, they're so right. yeah. they're so linked. Um, I I do I do believe. I was just listening. I I've been I there's this podcast that I listen to pretty much every single night. Like I put it on to go to bed, and it's called uh, The End of the World with Josh Clark. He's one of the hosts of. Uh, um, Stuff you should know. Very like one of the most long running, most successful podcasts of all time. 
And he has he he has this uh, really incredible series that he did. It was a it was a one time uh, nine episode series about um, about existential events. So you know he does a whole episode, and th- what's really interesting is that this this was pre COVID. This was this came out like four or five years ago. Um, but he has an episode on all of the like existential events that are that are we are literally staring down the barrel of that could happen at any moment. Um, Can we guess what they are? Like asteroid hit. Yeah. Uh, so he ta- yeah he talks about he talks about like natural natural disasters. So asteroids or or super volcanoes or and and let me just clarify an existential event would be an event that um that would wipe, wipe out. out the human race as we know yeah. it. So um then you would have viruses. So he did a whole this is a really interesting part this is what I was going to get to. He does a whole each one is its own episode. So he has natural events like asteroids. He has an episode on on war. Uh no, not not on war, uh, but he has one on 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 viruses and he does this whole thing about um uh gain of function research and talks about how we could be we could one day like be a part of a pandemic from a virus that was like manufactured in a lab and in Wuhan fucking fucking, you know three years later we're looking at potentially exactly that if not the lab then you know an actual pandemic um the virus is a misinformation campaign from the government (laughs) (laughs) the other uh wait hold on did the the virus one come out three years before oh yeah this was this all came out like the whole series came out like five years ago was the last one that we want to um bring back dinosaurs on an island and have it as a theme park (laughs) yeah yeah that's uh that was a full episode uh of its own um here let me let me bring up uh let me bring up the show here uh so he's got it's such a honestly it's such an incredible series so so the first episode he talks about the fermi paradox so like this uh you know the 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 belief or the thought of like why haven't we seen the evidence filter. of other um living creatures like outside of our outside outside of earth um the second episode is about the great filter so okay. what that whole pro- what that whole uh, theory of thought is about. Uh, so then he goes into he goes into so natural risks, artificial intelligence is another potential existential crisis. Biotechnology, so that's getting into like viruses, creative viruses, things that could fuck us up that way. Physics experiments, so like you know CERN, like accidentally oh, oh, creating oh. a black hole and like fucking ending it all. Um, nuclear fission, like fission, we do fusion. But we don't do fission because it's yeah. very. But it's much more powerful. But if you had yeah. an accident, if you had a fission accident, or sorry, yeah. no, we do fission. We don't do fusion. Sorry, fusion. I should say that's yeah, it's yeah. the other way around. Um, and then, and then he has a, he has a couple. Of, so he has an episode about embracing catastrophe, uh, catastrophe, and and then like the, this like basically a, an end episode that like kind of encapsulates everything. But he also has this really interesting episode about simulation argument. So like the idea that like we are actually just all living in a simulation. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. But one of the things that he said in the in one of the episodes was he was talking about how right now we are living in a time where in maybe forty years we could be staring at. Um, uh, we could be in a place where all of us have this option to sign up for this program where we take a pill and that pill goes down into our belly. And when our, when the pill dissolves, the stomach acids flood inside that pill and the, the change in pH and the, and the, and the temperature activates, um, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of these nanobots and these nanobots release into our body and they go around and they clear the plaque off our, 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 you know, out of our organs. And they, and they, they like, they like, like make a more clear pathway to the synapses of our brains. Like a little custodial team. Exactly. And, and basically as soon as you take that pill, you are guaranteed. All right. we, We have now extended your life expectancy by 130 years. And this is not him saying like, I, you know, I'm speculating, imagining, imagining this is the thing. He's going, we have the, the data right now is, is if we keep going the direction we're going, this is 
far more than just a possibility. Like this is really like where we are headed when it comes to nanotechnology. That's and cool. Medicine, right? Fucking really cool. Um, so anyway, that, that this just this conversation so would just you take reminded it? me. Would of, you take it? Oh fuck yeah, dude! I would take that. Yeah, yeah. Tell you, would yeah. you take it? Absolutely. And I and the re like, I mean, this is like the 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 idea of like, would you take it or would you not? I mean, all, all things considered, or or all things assumed that you know, safe, effective, uh, you know, like as safe and effective as it is to take ibuprofen for a headache, you know what I'm saying? Then, then, then why wouldn't you? It's like, well, uh, you know, it's you like, were... it's like, it's like, it's like when you have this, you know, it's like, it, you know, that, that it's almost like someone going like, yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll just ride a horse instead of, you know, get a car. <laughs> like why, you know, why a Tesla? Well, what if you were, what if you were <laughs> vegan and the pill was uh, made with meat products like Dude, my pills. Don't even. Well, like, then you couldn't. You, there, you there are sacrifices that there are sacrifices. Dude, no, no, no. When you're vegan, I, you can't. You can't. Dude, that then you're is, not. No, but then, but then you're no longer vegan. So dude, what's you your identity then? You gotta just. No. You gotta just stop that. No, no, you, you can't. You can't. Well, you just can't take the pill. So. <laughs> Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts um moving on here uh this is a fucking crazy story uh this is coming from stina thank you stina over on our discord again if you want to join the conversation link is in the uh, description here mushrooms communicate with each other using up to 50 words scientists claim whoa, whoa. how does that how <laughs> wait, do you wait, yeah, how yeah, do yeah. you how do you know well, that well let's find I, out i love that because like when you were like mushrooms communicate with like i was like yeah we know yeah, this with yeah. the mycelium <laughs> with language dude 50 words yeah uh, professor <laughs> professor Hello. professor theorizes electrical impulses sent by my college uh mycological Mycological, thank you. Organisms could be similar to human language. Think myself. Did okay. you say thank you uh, to your own brain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I went, Brian, did you correct him? I didn't, I didn't correct him. <laughs> Buried in forest litter or spreading from trees, fungi might give the impression of being silent and relatively self-contained organisms, but a new study suggests they may be championing, uh, uh, champion, they may be, I actually don't know this word. Championing? Do you know that word? Uh, no, I don't know that word. Ch- it's like it's like a, champagne, it's like champignon, champignon like uh, like communicators. Uh, like it's uh, <laughs> honestly, it looks like uh, the French word for mushrooms. Yeah, is, let's look this up. Yeah, what is champignon. 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 Yeah, is, is, champignon. Oh, I, I found it, but it's uh, it's literally only um, in champignon. French on Wikipedia, so yeah. that doesn't help me at all. Um, uh, I think it, I think it's but, yeah, mushroom. Yeah. But, uh, but but in they the, may be in the context, mushroom communicators. Uh, Mathematical analysis of the electrical signals fungi seemingly send to one another has identified patterns that bear a striking structural similarity to human speech. Previous research has suggested that fungi conduct electrical impulses through long underground uh, filamentous structures called hyphae, similar to how nerve cells transmit information in humans. It has even shown that the firing rate of these impulses increases when the hyphae of wood-digesting fungi come into contact with wooden blocks, raising the possibility that fungi use this electrical, quote, language to share information about food or injury with distant parts of themselves or with hyphae-connected partners such as trees. But do Mm. these trains of electrical activity have anything in common with human language? To investigate, uh, Professor Andrew Adamatsky at the University of West of England's Unconventional Computing Laboratory in Bristol analyzed the patterns of electrical spikes generated by four species of fungi, enoki, split gill, ghost, and caterpillar fungi. 
He did this by inserting tiny microelectrodes into substrates colonized by their patchwork of high-faith threads, their mycelia. Quote, we do not know if there is a direct relationship between spiking patterns in fungi and human speech. Possibly not. On the other hand, there are many similarities in information processing in living substrates of different classes, families, and species. So I was just curious to compare. The research uh, published in the Royal Society Open Science found that these spikes often clustered into trains of activity resembling vocabularies of up to 50 words, and that the distribution of these fungal word lengths closely matched those of human languages. Split gills, which grow on decaying wood, and whose fruiting bodies resemble un undulating waves of tightly packed coral, generated the most complex sentences of all. The most likely reason for these waves of electrical activity are to maintain the fungi's integrity. Uh, analogous to wolves howling to maintain the integrity of the pack mm. or to report newly discovered sources of uh, attractants and repellents to other parts of their mycelia. Quote, there is also other option. There is also another option. They are saying nothing, he said. Propagating mycelium tips are electrically charged and therefore when the charged tip passes in a pair of differential electrodes, a spike in the potential difference is recorded. Whatever these, quote, spiking events represent, they do not appear to be random, he added. Even so, other scientists would like to see more evidence before they are willing to accept them as a form of language. Other types of pulsing behavior has previously been recorded in, in fungal networks, such as pulsing nutrient transport, possibly caused by rhythmic mm. growth as fungi forage for food. I mean... It's not that crazy of a concept in the sense that like, okay, so um, th think about not mushrooms for a second. Think about like trees or grass or yeah. things like this. Like, yeah. like we, I mean, I think we generally accept that those organisms communicate with one, yeah. other, uh, one another, right? And, like and, not, I, and I think it's more speech, impressive but, that yeah. it's not speech. It's, all, it's yeah, more right, impressive right. that it's like they're speaking in some other fucking like thing. Like telepathy. Yeah. But it's yeah. a tree well, telepathy. Well, what it really is by telepathy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's explaining that it's really happening through electrical um, yeah. signals. Imp impulse. Yeah. yeah, signals. And, and if and you've so seen Paul Stam, if you've seen that uh, Paul Stamets doc, I mean, fuck, you yeah. would believe that mushrooms are going to take over the world. Fantastic yeah, fungi. To totally. Yeah. And, and so, but the other thing that I think is interesting is that. You know, they've identified, you know, 50, they said, sort of different forms of those spikes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we only have 26 letters in the alphabet, but think about how many mm -hmm. words we have. So, like, it's not even hard to believe that they're not just saying 50 different things. They could be saying in combination with yeah. those 50 different spikes. You and, know what this reminds like, me could, of? They could be saying infinite different it things. It reminds me of Arrival. The Denis Villeneuve yes. film uh, that Brian probably hasn't seen because uh, he doesn't like movies, but uh, oh you my know, God, episode Brian. one on the new movie pod, Dude, the whole, you got to watch it. Hey, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's uh, the whole movie is about uh, these 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 like cephalopod um, aliens that land on Earth at se at like several key areas in in several continents, and uh, they hire a linguist uh, to try to get in there to like try and figure, figure out what figure out like what their language is or what it is that they're saying and it's a really beautiful fucked up weird very mind-bending cool mind-bending sci-fi um but how cool would it be like you know in like 50 years if we just like if we if there was like a fungus like option on google translate <laughs> you know like you just you write in like like ow my ow my 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 my, I stub my toe, and then it, it, like it, it tells you how you could say that to a. It just a, gives a you a bug. graph. I mean, I mean yeah. there could hey, be. Hey, is it okay if I pick you and eat you so I trip fucking balls, and then you can just like, <laughs> yeah, and then you go up to a mushroom, and you go, and it would say no, <laughs> and, then, and then the mushroom, you gotta like wait, mushroom kind of like says something back. Um, but the, the interesting thing is that you could make sounds out of that by taking the electrical impulses and just putting it into like a wave. Yeah, audio yeah, file. yeah, yeah, and you could hear what they're. They're saying. What do you think I mean, they'd sound know. like? I think you did a really great impression of what they might sound. I think that. I think. I, like, I think like something like. Ew! Ew! <laughs> oh, I don't like it. I, why do they sound? Why does it sound like fucking mukbang? A, 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 because ASMR? that's a, That's yeah. the sound of growing. 
I think that that's it, Brian. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what mushrooms sound like. <laughs> no, dude, it's too human-like. It's too. You're just you're just humanoiding them. What if they were like this? That's it. That those are the things from Arrival. Yeah, right. That's some nicer ASMR for me. This is so good for the ears. <laughs> uh, here's another cool one. Thanks again, Stina. You're just coming through with all the goods. Uh, this is, I feel attacked. Um, survey links dark tetrad personality traits like narcissism to buying crypto. Uh, so the, Hold the on. Dark- say that again. Yeah. Personal point of privilege. <laughs> survey links dark tetrad personality traits like narcissism and others to buying crypto, okay? <laughs> so um, <laughs> Bitcoin, we're, we're, I think everyone's pretty familiar with the, the, the word, at least. Um, it was invented back in 2009 as a global cryptocurrency. It's grown um, from nothing to a value of around $2 trillion U.S. dollars. Um, really just going up. In, like, everybody's got to get on. Yeah, in 2011, <laughs> the, it was one, one U.S. dollar. T- today, it sits around $42,000 for one Bitcoin. Um uh, so this, this, uh, this, this, this research group conducted a survey to find out in particularly, uh, they wanted to know about the relationship between the so-called dark tetrad personality traits and attitudes towards cryptocurrency. So the, the dark tetrad, uh, in psychology, it refers to a group of four personality traits. So here they are. The, uh, there's, uh, Machiavellis- Machiavellianism, narcissism, psychopathy, uh, and Satan. They are called dark because of their evil qualities, extreme selfless, selfishness, uh, taking advantage of others without empathy. The dark tetrad are also often related to risk-taking behaviors. So uh, they identified two main areas of appeal. First, the high risks and the high potential returns of crypto, uh, which make it attractive to the kind of people who like gambling. Second, uh, cryptocurrencies are not issued or backed by governments like traditional or fiat currencies, and this makes them more attracted to people who have a distrust, distrust the government. Yeah, fuck the man. So um, what are the personalities of crypto buyers? Well, they asked 566 people to complete an online personality survey, as well as answer questions about their attitudes to crypto and whether or not they plan to invest in it. And out of those 566, 26% reported that they own crypto, and 64% showed interest in investing in crypto. Uh, we measured their dark tr- tetrad traits using standard psychological tests. Uh, they also measured traits that might connect the dark tetrad to judgments about crypt- crypto. So things like FOMO, uh, the fear of missing out, uh, positivity, the tendency to be positive or optimistic in life, and their belief in conspiracy theories. So why do people want to buy crypto? It's not just about making money, right? So a common reason to invest in crypto is the hope of earning high returns. Beyond the desire to build wealth, our research shows dark personality traits also drive crypto buying. Machiavellianism is named after the Italian political philosophy of Niccolo Machiavelli. Uh, People who rate highly on this trait are good at deception and interpersonal manipulation. Sounds like Taylor. Machiavellians uh, take a calculated approach to achieving goals and avoid impulsive decisions. They are less likely to engage in problem gambling. Machiavellians also tend to believe strongly in government conspiracies. Also sounds like Taylor. It does, yeah. For example, they often believe politicians usually do not reveal their true motives and that government agencies closely monitor all citizens. Kind of funny how Taylor just bought a truck recently and wanted us to all go on a fucking road trip a month ago. We found out Machiavellians like crypto primarily because they distrust politicians and government agencies Many crypto supporters believe governments mm. are corrupt and crypto avoids government corruption over competence and positivity. So narcissism is a self-centered personality trait characterized by feelings of privilege and predominance over others. Narcissists are overconfident and more willing to do things like make risky investments in the stock market and gamble. Huh. Narcissists tend to focus on the positive side of life. We found narcissists like crypto because of their great faith in the future and because of their confidence in their own li- that their own lives will improve. 
Uh, impulsive psychopaths like crypto. So psychopathy is a callous, impulsive, antisocial personality trait. Psychopathic <laughs> people often find it difficult to perceive, hey, understand, or address, address emotions due to a lack of emotional intelligence and empathy. Funny, you're not here right now, Taylor. But Say anyway. less. The reckless nature of psychopaths make them more resistant to stress and anxiety. Hmm. As a result, psychopaths like stimulation-seeking and risk-taking. They are prone to gambling and gambling addiction. We found that impulsive psychopaths like crypto because they fear missing out on investing rewards that others are experiencing. Huh. Now, how is sadism involved? Everyday sadism relates to a personality enjoying another's suffering. Sadists often display aggression and cruel behaviors. Wow. That does sound like somebody we know. For uh, example, sadists troll others on the internet for enjoyment, Taylor's favorite pastime. At first glance, Brian Crypto is unlikely to harm others. However, we found sadists like crypto because they do not want to miss out on investment rewards either. To them, perhaps both the pleasure from seeing another's pain and the fear of missing out are related to selfishness. Unlike narcissists, we found both psychopaths and sadists lack positivity about their prospects, which cancels out their liking of crypto. So, uh, you know, interesting, a psycho, from a psychological lens here, studying cryptocurrency through the psychological lens of the dark tetrad offers insight into why people want to buy crypto. We are not suggesting that everyone interested in crypto displays dark tetrad traits. Um, and we studied only a subset of people interested in crypto who do have these traits. If you happen to be a Bitcoin or other crypto holder, you may not exhibit them. So I figured, because Brian and I, we both have... Uh, a little bit of investment in crypto. Taylor, you do not, but you also invest in the yeah. uh, the traditional market. I struggle to call it an investment. Well, uh, we're going to find out uh, about where, where we all sit here. So I yeah. sent you all a... You've uh, gone to the a, casino with cryptos. What this is, is, this is a 27-question um, uh, survey, and we're going to find out who truly, after all the... All the noise, after all the all the accusations of Taylor being the psychopath out of all of us, we're going to find out really who is a part of this tetrad. Uh, okay. So the first question uh, is... We should it, answer these for you. We should help each other answer too. No, no, no. We just, you got to answer by yourself. It's not wise to tell your secrets. So we've got agree, slightly agree, neutral, slightly disagree, and disagree. So it is not wise to tell your secrets. You guys let me know when you've when you've answered that. Okay. All right. Uh, yep. Tay, you got that one? All right. People see me as a natural leader. I answered that one really quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, I like to get revenge on authorities. I also, I answered that I answered one. that really quick too. <laughs> I'm good. I like to use clever manipulation <laughs> to get my way. Here's twenty dollars to buy crypto. I got a, notification. got a notification. Uh, I like to use clever manipulation to get my way. Yeah, I'm good. I hate being the center of attention. Good. I avoid dangerous situations. Good. Guys, I don't feel good about this. Uh, whatever it takes, you must get the important people on your side. Good. Many group activities tend to be dull without me. <laughs> Dude, this is insane. That's, in, that's an insane question. Yeah, but, yeah, but the insane thing is how you answer it. Uh, I did what? what agree? Is I a said weird slightly answer. agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's fucking just boring without me. Uh, payback. Oh, wow. Payback needs to be quick and nasty. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> No, I believe that it has to be long and painful. Long, yeah, long and painful. Uh, avoid direct conflict with others because they may be useful in the future. Well, that's Machiavellian, right? That to the fucking T. Um, avoid direct conflict with others because they may be useful in the future. See, uh, I, I, um, I also I work in data and, and surveying, and a question like this is actually really um, hard for people, the general population, to answer because. Avoid direct conflict with others is one idea. Yeah. Because they may be useful in the future mm. is another idea. So like, Yeah, yeah. But but so, it's like you are you're, you're gonna go you're gonna think about this like 
avoid conflict with others. Well, yeah, of course, no one wants conflict. Yeah. But then it's like, but because but they might be useful, you because you might. <laughs> well, I know, use but them. It, just in survey and, question design, because yeah. it's presenting two ideas and, and trying to get you to think about it that way. And they are, and even though I'm answering them truthfully, I'm looking at them and going, the the answer that I should choose is obvious too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Um, I know that I am special because everyone keeps telling me so. <laughs> guys, guys, I really don't want to know what this is going to tell me. Uh, people often say I'm out of control. Does this apply to my whole life or only my recent past? <laughs> it's wise to keep track of information that you can use against other people later. <laughs> God. Wow. Jesus Christ. See, like that, that question though, too, it's like, is it wise to remember things about people? It's it's nice to remember things about people. So I mean, you can use it yeah, against them. I mean, later. it's definitely it's Context. definitely wise. It's definitely wise to keep it in mind so that you can fuck with them. You know? <laughs> I like to get acquainted with important people. It's true that I can be mean to others. you should wait for the right time to get back at people. <laughs> of course you should. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, is there ever a wrong uh, yeah. time? Yeah. <laughs> I feel embarrassed if someone compliments me. I actually do. Yeah, same. Uh, people who mess with me always regret it. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know what Taylor's saying on that one. I agree. <laughs> Uh, there are things you should hide from other people because they don't need to know. <laughs> I have been compared to famous people. <laughs> 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 I have never gotten into trouble with the law. That's an easy one. <laughs> Make sure your plans benefit you, not others. My therapist would say that's important. Set boundaries. I am an average person. <laughs> I enjoy having sex with people I hardly know. <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Yeah, right. Oh, fuck, I feel attacked again. Oh, that's a that's a very uh, what's his name? It's very Freudian, I bet. Uh, like, most oh. people most people can be manipulated. See, that's like a, like a, like, is that a philosophical question yeah, or yeah, is that right, like a, right, yeah. like, I believe I can. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Because yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I, yeah, same. <laughs> I insist on getting the respect I deserve. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I'll say anything to get what I want. And that's the last one. All right. So now it should say get results. Oh, now we have to pay for our results. No, you don't. Uh, Oh no. What's the score? Okay, of? so scores on each scale are reported here from one, which is low, to five, which is high. This is how scores were reported in the original article that introduced the SD3, but they are sometimes reported in other ways. Uh, example, zero to four percent of maximum. To help interpret the scores, percentiles relative to other people who have used this website and US adults. Um, so you've got Machiavellianism uh, with a score. Narcissism with a score and psychopathy with a score. Again, one is low, five is high. Okay, uh, dude, oh man, guys, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Um, so, uh, a weighted average of these samples produce the following norms. So, um, the mean score for Machiavellianism is two point nine six. The mean score for narcissism is two point nine seven, and the mean score for psychopathy is two point oh nine. 2.09? 2.09, yeah. So, um, what do you guys what do you guys got? Mm, I am uh, Machiavellianism. I'm, a, I'm I, about yeah. the mean. I'm a 3.1 Machiavellianism. I'm a 2.1 narcissism. A, wait, you said about the mean on it? Uh, let's just start at the first one first. Yeah, yeah. Machiavell wait. Machiavellianism. So, Tay, what, what's your score? 3.1. Bri, what's yours? 2.4. Mine's 2.7. Okay. All right. So, Taylor's a bit of a Machiavellian. Wait, what's he's he's the, more Machiavellian than what was the me mean? and you. The mean for that one is 2.96. Okay. So, so Taylor's so, above, so we're below. We're below. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, narcissism. Uh, I'm a little bit more narcissistic. <laughs> Tay, what's your narcissism? 2.1. Okay. Well, what, I'm a three. I'm a 3.8. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the mean is 2.97. Yeah, I'm right on the mean for that one, basically. <laughs> okay. And then psychopathy. This is the this is the one I wanted to know. All right. <laughs> Tay, you don't don't say it. Bri, what are you? 2.9. Oh, I'm 2.6. Tay? Two. Whoa, I'm the biggest psychopath. <laughs> Bri's a psychopath. And I'm significantly higher than the mean, too. Yeah, the mean for that was 2.09. <laughs> Wow, so Brian. Guys, I, I want to go, go back and see what go, questions. Uh, going back to the uh, going back <laughs> to the uh, the crypto the crypto thing, like from from my perspective, the like that it makes a lot of sense because the because th- there is so much uncertainty in crypto. I mean, like it's not even fair. Like it's in terms of. It, crypto gets inve- gets looped gets gets grouped into the 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 folder of investing we're going to be stuck here and, for fucking and, hours no 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 i'm going to be quick and <laughs> and because it does it's there there is a there becomes like a level of certainty of you know what ha- has happened in the past will continue to happen in the future it's the hot hand fallacy and um and I mean, it's just so uncertain. It's there's 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 no metric that you can apply to it to 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 draw out any level of certainty of any kind in, in on any time scale. But being narcissistic, there is a there is an inherent sense of of surety that somebody has uh, uh, of assuredness that somebody has when they're narcissistic, mm. and that if you think a way about something, then it is more likely to be true because you think it. Yeah. So that makes a lot of the, the whole narcissism thing in crypto. I mean, I guess you could apply that to anything, but it makes sense for crypto in a, in a space where something is so uncertain. Yeah. It's interesting because wow. uh, we were each higher in one of the categories. Yes. I'm the so, narcissist. Tay's the Machiavellian and, I'm the and you're the psychopath. But to, uh, that makes a lot of sense like, to me. Uh, the psychopath thing surprises me, but it, it's, um, to me, it, it I, was I know the I'm a fucking high, narcissist. so I'm just reading through now. It's the high impulsivity thing for me is definitely the thing yeah, that yeah, triggered yeah. me more. Yeah. Um, because it's also low empathy. You're, impu- you're like you just might have an impulse to like, like cut off someone's legs and then like someone. and yeah. then just like yeah. bury them in your backyard See, and then they do that again and again and yeah. again and again. And I mean, again psychopath up, is the trait the that's most closely connected to criminal behavior. Yes. So yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's move right on to this week's edition of What the Hell? Have you guys ever heard of? Plyke fimbriate. Yeah. <laughs> Plyke no. fimbriate is, it refers to the small folds in the membrane on the underside of your tongue. Under here. Uh-huh. Uh, the folds tend to run parallel to and on either side of your frenulum. So the frenulum is a little like that mm-hmm. little web at the bottom, bottom of your tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the frenulum is the, well, the web tissue that connects your tongue to the bottom of your mouth. These growths are harmless. They are normal residual tissue, not completely reabsorbed by the body during the development and growth of the tongue. Sometimes these, uh, these pieces of tissue can get caught in your teeth. And if one of these bumps comes off, it can leave an open sore, which is vulnerable to infection. You guys ready to see what this looks like? No. I've had those. I've had those. Are they the, like the little pimply? Is no, that, no. Are they the no. little pimply things? No. That can Way different, dude. They're this. I don't like. Whoa. 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 Dude, that's like a lizard tongue. It's yeah. like a. It looks like something out of the sea. Yeah. yeah. I've, had, I've had those before. Just really small. Dude, look oh. at these. What do you do with them? Let me just leave them. They're like skin tags. No, you need to cut them off. Look those those like are, they look like stalagmites. Yeah, they Whoa. do. Look at that one. It's if, so metal. It's fucking, uh, that's fucking metal. If you're metal, just dude. listening to this, definitely do yourself a favor. Definitely go, to, go YouTube. to YouTube and check this out. These pictures are fucking wild. This one just blows my mind, though. Like, dude, how, like that looks like body modification. Like, that looks it like does, someone yeah. did that. You if know? You looks were, like, uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah. The, the French alien guy. project. Would that, would that, um, would that catch you off guard on a, on a, First date. Well, if actually, went to kiss you and so had that. That was my question, to you guys. Would you make out with a tongue like that? Sure. <laughs> would you like? Am I getting well, an infection? No, no, no. <laughs> but like, would you? Would you like? Try? Would you like try to lick it? Like, sure, like, yeah. 
I've always found <laughs> that the underside of the tongue is much more pleasant. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Much more smooth. Much smoother. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. It is. The, yeah. Yeah. I do love I do love a little bit of tongue hockey, you know? Yeah. Like a bit a little bit of tongue like laser like, like 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 tongue mm-hmm. like like lightsaber battle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh this I don't know how I'd feel about it. Well, it would certainly be a boss fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, how weird would that feel like running your tongue yeah. up these little like little tongue tails? Yeah, that's a Bowser tongue. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is a ba- that is the fucking final boss. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure if it would be um my thing, but you know, hey, there's a thing for everyone. There's a lid for every pot. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be your thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It yeah, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it could just uh, be okay. Uh, well, folks, uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. This has been a really fun episode. Hope you enjoyed that. Big thank you to Stina and Jill for uh, pumping us with the goods this week. Uh, you guys get this week's um, ex- uh, uh, Line producer award of the week. Uh, congratulations! And oh, um, guys, this is a great idea. We should be giving this out every week. Yeah, so you get producer of the week award, and uh, and hey, if you want to support the podcast, you can do what uh, Jill and Stina have done. Join the Discord again. The link is in the description of the episode. And if you want to support the podcast further, leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And um, if you use Spotify and you've listened to the episode enough, you can uh, leave a rating on the Spotify app. We'd love that. Um, and that's, uh, that's all I got to say about that. And, you know, once again, we have uh, talked uh, out of our asses for an hour and um, no doubt said many things uh, factually incorrect. And if any of those things rubbed you the wrong way and you'd like to tell us what they were and why they're wrong, um, or they were right, and you want to applaud us for knowing something like that, then you can do that by sending us a letter to letters at sickboypodcast.com. And if you want to be a guest on the show, go to uh, sickboypodcast.com slash contact. And uh, if you uh, made it this far in the show, uh, you may, and you may be a YouTube viewer. And if you are, you would notice that I have had my headphones duct taped to my head. The entire time. Um, so you sure do. Um, we're looking to get some new headphones, so feel free to support us on Patreon. Um, <laughs> and a huge thanks to uh, our manager, Jeff Lonis, and to Rich O'Coin for the theme music. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.